This week on the Havas Teacher Express, we are talking all about Taylor Swift in the classroom. Is it a good idea? And prep periods and highlighting the underdogs of our education world, which is IT and the help desk. So stay on board the Hot Mess Teacher Express. Choo choo. <laughs> you have messes we are back on the tracks this week for a brand new episode and as always with me is my best mate Vinny thomas hi my name's Vinny thomas aka mr thomas english and yes i have a ribbon, <laughs> a ribbon? i don't know is that even a word what is that <laughs> i don't know i'm delirious <laughs> i just flew in on a spirit airline i swear my soul has left my body right now segment is hot takes and this is where we have a topic that's kind of controversial and we give our unfiltered uncensored take on it today's hot take is using pop music or specifically taylor swift songs and analyzing them in your classroom so you've got your like little taylor swift merch on fresh off the era's tour. Not the pun, but I'm repping. <laughs> God. Dear God. I'm like, yeah, I've noticed this. I've seen on the Reddit because we know there's a bunch of teachers, you know, with their little teacher snark online <laughs> that I'm seeing, you know. Um, and there's quite a big discussion about, like, I saw a lot, especially when tour tickets came out. Um, <laughs> people being like, why are teachers trying to get Taylor Swift tour tickets in the middle of the lesson? And then there were like other teachers being like, my kids were like cheering me on and stuff. And like, you know, it feeds into that whole like classroom community kind of yes. thing. And yeah, I feel like like it's become a thing where there's definitely a category of teacher where some teachers like to do things like okay Taylor Swift she's big popular everyone loves her like she's trending so I want to integrate that into my lessons and there are some teachers that are like no I love this because I love her and I'd love to do a lesson on this and it will engage the students because they know who she is instead of you know some like 50 year old dead guy that was like depressed back in the day um (laughs) Uh, English literature (laughs) Edgar Allan Poe I'm looking at you This is not the Raven, this is the Swifties, okay? Um, And yeah, I feel like there's definitely some teachers that are like, why are you integrating that into your lesson? That's not the standard. That's not like an approved text. And yeah, I feel like I'm very pro integrating like modern um, text and looking at different forms of media, especially within lessons. Because I feel like it engages your students more. Like at the end of the day, these students like, not many of them go home and get like an actual paperback book and dust through it that was literally written centuries ago and they're now like okay like i can relate to this because they can't because right. they're not in that time period yeah did you use it in your classroom like did you analyze pop music in your classroom yeah so my fa- personal favorite was um whenever i did dr jekyll and mr hyde yeah i love dr jekyll and mr hyde mainly because it's shorter text and i love a shorter text <laughs> My two Real English teacher at heart there. <laughs> My two main things I would look for when I was choosing a text to teach was one, the length, and two, how many movie adaptations were there to that text. Excellent. Um, just because 
like I feel like it's a very common thing. Like as teachers, you're teaching like the TikTok generation. You know, yeah. they, have, they have shorter attention spans because they're used to watching like a forty second video summarizing if everything. That, that's a long um, one. Instead of an hour long lesson analyzing two pages of a text, and I think um, it really does help when you're able to look at things that are relevant to them. Yeah. So I used to do it whenever I would do my Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde unit. I would always start by analyzing the look what you made me do music video for Taylor Swift and like looking at the different personalities of Taylor Swift the different eras and being like right now let's analyze the easter eggs let's look at this what how does that relate to that and then um I love that music oh, video Oh that's a good idea yeah I love it as well because that music video if you're looking at like the gothic genre which is what like Dr Jekyll yeah. and Mr Hyde fits into um that is like a perfect one like the Absolute, whole like yeah, yeah, yeah. zombie graveyard at the start like yeah. her at the top of the tower of all of the previous Taylor Swifts like so I would like analyze that and like even like the students that weren't like Swifties in my class would be like wow it's actually really like fascinating breaking it down yeah and not even necessarily looking at the music but just looking at the visual standpoint of it yeah I'm very pro for it because I feel like there are certain standards especially in America the way the standards are set up it's like you need to be able to identify mood and tone and it's like you can easily do that through like looking at a form of media and it's like you're basically analyzing media as a visual as opposed to a text, which is right. still the same skill. It's just in a different media form. I have used pop music in my classroom and specifically Taylor Swift. I, I tried to use in my classroom and I had a classroom of probably 80% fifth grade boys and they just were not on board. It was not the class for it. So I wasn't going to push my love for Taylor Swift down their throats like it, like I'm trying to make them join a cult because <laughs> so I was like no it's so good like read this it's it's an amazing poem that if you take the music away it really is a poem and it's it's fascinating but I don't <laughs> the fifth grade boys didn't like love story they didn't I know <laughs> I know they didn't love love story so what I learned was to take the uh, artist and the title off of the lyrics and just give them the lyrics mm -hmm. to see if it was good or not. And that's when they loved Taylor Swift. And that's when you'd like give them like an excerpt from it where it's yeah. not the whole song and it's right. not the chorus, it's like the bridge or and something. And it's like a deep cut too, you know? If you're teaching fifth grade boys and you want to use Taylor Swift in your classroom, just take off the title and who it's by. <laughs> Unless you're teaching me, because I'll happily have yeah. that lesson. <laughs> I feel like it's that thing where I think it's making sure as well, I feel like as a teacher, I think the best lessons are the ones that you're actively passionate about. And it's the same thing. Like, if, if you're not a Swifty, it's going to be hard to right. make that accessible because you're not necessarily going to be as intrigued with it. Um, but I think it's like use that like towards other things and be like okay so maybe i'm not necessarily a swifty but are there any other like have them analyze their favorite music and yeah and like <laughs> even it could be really bad <laughs> and it's like even like i just love the easter eggs because like there's so many things that she does that it's like you know you have foreshadowings you have like different like imagery in there like and i love it but then i also think it comes down to like you know at the end of the day like all teachers are just trying their best. If the teacher next door to you is doing a Swifty lesson and you're not a Swifty, yeah. focus if, on yourself. Here's the thing. <laughs> if, Taylor Swift, if Taylor Swift brings you joy, like Taylor Swift brings me and you joy, a lot of joy. 
and if it brings you joy and that's like the little joy in your day is to analyze a taylor swift song then by all means do it you go boo to our next section british versus american schools this is the part of the podcast where we go over different themes and different regulations in british schools versus american schools and today we are going to be comparing what are we comparing jess prep periods oh no i'm i love a prep period it's so nice Okay, then, so what do you want to start with, England or America? Like, actually, so what do you want to start with, the American way or the right way? Oopsie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Prep periods in America, I mean, it just, it depends on what level you are. Uh, In high school, it's very different. So I have my experiences in elementary. Oh, and I can tell you my high school as well. Okay. For me, I had one prep period a day. It was 30 to 40 minutes. And uh, that that was it. And usually we had a meeting scheduled within that 30 to 40 minutes. And that was the only time that I usually got during the day to prep, prep for all of the things. And like I we didn't we didn't get all the lunch off like and then recess too was might be considered some free time but a lot of times like I had lunch duty or recess duty and so the only prep period that I had was 30 to 40 minutes a day. So I've always wondered this as an elementary teacher how do you plan everything when you're teaching like every lesson every day? It's called flying by the seat of your pants. I'm really (laughs) really good at that and yeah it's it's not it's not healthy at all. To, to try and fit everything in. Because, yeah, I'd literally be like, okay, I've got to teach one freshman English class today, one sophomore, oh. and I'm doing both classes two or three times. When my husband sits there and complains <laughs> about, like, his high school classes, and again, like, grading is completely different, too, so don't, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going hardcore on this, but if he has a prep period, sometimes he has, like, 80 minutes off. 80 minutes 80 minutes to himself to do all of his grading that he has so much of and prepping for the two classes he has to teach no and then how does it work so in elementary like did you ever have it where like was your school like there was only one teacher per grade level or was there multiple teachers per grade just depended i i taught in a really small school so it just depended on what what grade was or what class was coming up so was it mainly you just planned everything on your own yeah oh yeah i yeah okay yeah in england i already feel destroyed (laughs) you haven't even started and i already feel destroyed okay so in england how it works and this can like vary different school to school but how it works is um I I personally don't overly love the American, like, timetable structure. And I know different schools, especially high schools, elementary, do it differently. Um, But in my experience, especially in Arizona, it usually was very much like, okay, you have periods one through six. And every single day, Monday through Friday, period one, you have freshman English. Every single period one, Monday through Friday, 
every single week. Um, some schools had like block schedules or half days where it would sometimes change. But like whatever your period one, no matter where it falls on the block schedule, would always be that exact same period. So it's like you would have... So it's just rinse and repeat. Yeah. So it's like every day. <laughs> and it's like, you know, as a teacher, if you're like, oh, my period one, like, oh, or like my period right. four. It's like every single day you are literally there like, oh, period four, the pre-lunch period or the post-lunch period or the last lesson. And it would always be the same group. And it's like, in my head, when I was teaching, I always struggled with that because I always felt like, okay, is this the group? Is this the time of day? Is it me? Like, what is it? And it's like, it's harder to factor those things in versus in England, how it worked at all the schools that I taught and trained at, um, it worked in a way where you basically had a whole master schedule where everything was like completely mixed up where it would literally be like, okay, you have this class and how it works is everyone gets blocked in on different times, different days. Okay. So you wouldn't necessarily see the same class every single day. Okay. Like as a teacher, you would basically have about eight or nine preps of different year groups. If you're a secondary English teacher, how like eight or nine preps. Um, Maybe not. I I think actually it's probably about, if I'm thinking about it now, reflecting, I think it works out to be anywhere from four to six. A, a day or a week? Um, throughout the two-week timetable. Okay. So most British schools work on a two-week timetable. You have about four to six different classes. And how it would work is you'd be like, if I'm a high school English teacher, I would have like a uh, year seven set, a year eight mid set, a year nine high set, a year ten um middle probably like third set and maybe an 11th high set so you would have basically all these different grade levels and all of the levels would be based on ability so then you would be like okay i'm teaching to a high level year nine or a low level year 10 whatever it is and you would have to adjust it so what would happen with that is because you have so many preps they have it where you basically collaborate as an entire department and everyone, like, especially at the end of, like, the year, you go through your review and you make sure there's a whole shared unit that everyone can use because there's no way you're going to be able to keep on top of all that planning. So you don't have a prep by yourself? You do have a prep, but how it works is it's the same thing. You don't necessarily have the prep every single day and you don't have the prep at the exact same time either. Um, And then some of the preps in England are also set up in a way like here I know you could be on your prep. Then you get a random phone call. We need you to cover. Right. And it's always the exact same person getting the phone call because they're reliable and always in their class versus the one that's like sneaking off left, right and center never gets called. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you? No. (laughs) I'd like be hiding under my desk. (laughs) My my prep period was my poo period. Too much information, (laughs) but that's the truth. (laughs) period or prep period (laughs) so so yeah so how it would work is in england like the schools i was at you would have a prep period that you would know for a fact this is that may be called to sub period so you know okay i've got a prep third period today but there's a chance i may have to sub so you take into account that you're like you know i may be able to get stuff done there i may not yeah instead of having the oh i've got all the time like i've got some time to do this and then you get a phone call and you're like great that's an hour like gone and i can't do it yeah um so yeah how it basically works is the schedule set up in a way where 
every day you have a different series of lessons. There are some days where you don't even see specific classes. And then with that, your prep period changes. Okay. But because it's so much more collaborative, when you have like department meetings, they'll be like, okay, we need to do this. So everyone that teaches like this grade level, you're going to meet over here and then we're going to do this and that. And like, it's a lot easier to keep on top of the planning. Whereas I feel like in England, the majority of the time, it's not necessarily the planning that takes the amount of time, it's the grading. Because there's, it's not necessarily grading as in we're going to put a number into the system. It's grading as in we need to look through these English essays and we need to give informed feedback that the students then need to go through and improve doing a now do this task. And then we're able to track their growth yeah. through what they're writing each time instead yeah. of we're tracking their growth for a number where we're putting in like a random quiz here and there. Uh-huh. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I were to have a prep period where like I had I had to do something a lot of times my prep period because it was so short it was just why even get started (laughs) (laughs) so I just sit in the darkness well and I feel like especially like teaching high school I feel like the way that the structure this kind of got on to more like the timetable than the prep period but it's kind of like I feel like you start to feel like a robot because you f- copy the exact same yeah. formula for the re- like right. for the actual thing that you feel like you're on a conveyor belt being like, right, so I need to do this, 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 ask these questions, do this. And you're repeating the same lesson like three, like if you're someone that just teaches like freshman English and you're repeating the same lesson like six times. Yeah. By the end of the day, you're like, wow, like I, I just don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> but here's, here's my thing, though, too, about that is that when you have a schedule that's like mixed up all the time and you almost like don't know what's what's happening that day. I always knew that Wednesday I had a prep period right first thing in the morning. Like I always, I always knew that. And it's almost one less thing for me to think about. So I don't know who won this one. I, 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 I'd say both of them have positives and negatives yeah i think i like that in england you get to see students at different times of the day and you get like it's nice to get a break every now and then as well but then on the flip side there are other days where you could see the same class twice in one day so (laughs) it's always an interesting so it's a draw yeah is it a draw i'd say it's a draw i think go america or not this week this is when we take two different concepts and we decide if it's hot or if it's not so this week our first topic here is um music in class and for this one i think it's dependent i'd say (laughs) it's a mid (laughs) it's like it's It's lukewarm lukewarm. (laughs) you know it's not boiling yet the past has not been put in the water but it's getting there um (laughs) Yeah, I would say for this, it's completely dependent on it. I've never personally, like, I remember when I was, like, teaching and I would look into, like, lessons and, like, I would see these, like, lesson plans of someone being like, yeah, I start the lesson by, you know, we're doing this lesson so I play this specific song so all the students can get pumped walking in and then we can start analysing uh-huh. it. And I'm like, okay, I'm not that vibe. Like, mine's more like sit, come in, sit down, shut up and get on with it. I, I don't want that first thing. Like, I'm trying to see who's in there, who's run off to the bathroom like I'm like all that noise starting stresses me out like whereas I know there's some people that are like oh I like to start it with like a bit of music Uh so that aspect I'm like I'm a no but then I feel like when it's like independent 
work where it's like right you're going to be writing an essay or reading whatever if there are students that do prefer to be able to listen to music i'm like as long as it's not obnoxious and i can't hear it like i don't see the problem i would rather you be able to do what works for you and your learning style yeah um then micromanage it and be like oh no we have to the whole class has to listen to my specific playlist like for me it's a not it's it's a not because in elementary school it ended up being way more distracting yeah. than necessary. I would put on these lo-fi beats, like Disney lo-fi beats, and everyone would like just not do their work and sit there trying to figure out what the song is. And I'm like, oh, this is not, yeah, <laughs> this is not I, what I wanted. I think it's different elementary versus yeah. high school. Like elementary, you're like, we're gonna listen to Kids Bop today. Oh <laughs> dear God, no, Kids Bop is a not no to Kids Bop. Yeah. Meanwhile, like in, in like secondary school, if you like play a bit of music, you have to play the clean version, obviously. <laughs> and all of these like teen, you have eighteen year olds that are like play the one with the like f like yeah. f u in it, like, and you're just like. Yeah, no, because my principal's gonna walk past. Yeah. I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be, in, I'm gonna be effed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then answering the phone during your prep period. I get so like I used to get so much anxiety whenever my phone would ring, and it would always be to tell me that I needed to do something. They would be like, "Oh, we need you to sub for this class," or "Oh, can you come?" Like, <laughs> I'm on my way out the door to poop. <laughs> Yeah, I'm literally like, I'm touching cloth here. Can I please like? <laughs> I'm turtling. <laughs> wow, this guy. That, that was yeah, very. That was okay. Yeah, so oh answering the phone on the prep. It's a no. From, what about you? It's a no for me. I The only time that I usually answered the phone, it was like, hey, you forgot to put in your attendance again. Could you do that? I'm like, Oh, yeah. Whoops. Sorry. Yep. Um, And I never really got called to sub, though. So I never really got scared of that. It was more things like reminding me of something I forgot. I I feel like, (laughs) I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like sometimes for the whole sub situation, I feel like high school is sometimes worse for like being told. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're like, if you're a primary teacher and you're off for the day, they know you're off for the entire day. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they can be like, oh, let's just take like the third grade teacher to cover full for the entire day when they've got their own class. Exactly. Like they sometimes do that. They do combine that. Oh my God. But it's not like in a high school where they're like, okay, so we haven't got a sub, but this, this like teacher has this. And let me just like pick and choose all of these ones that have different prep periods at different times. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like they do that a little bit more with the high schoolers so that was hot or no (laughs) we have been told that we need to make it very clear when a section ends (laughs) which brings us on to our next section grind the gears this is the part of the show where we just ran for 30 seconds about anything that annoys us Please join us. If you ever have anything that annoys you, just run for 30 seconds. You can do it to your friend, your partner. I mean, you can even do it to your students as long as you don't cuss. Um, Obviously, if you want to do it to an imaginary person while you're driving, I do that all the time. I also interview myself whenever I'm on a long drive. I've had many interviews on the late night show on the highway. So how this works is I will say one thing that I already know annoys Jess and she will rant about it for 30 seconds and then we'll flip and she'll do it. So we'll do whatever you want. So are you ready? I'm ready. So these can be everything. They don't have to be teaching because there's a lot of things in this world that annoy us. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. Some of us more than others, right, Jess? (laughs) (laughs) Jess, 
your grind the gears for this week is when people ask for help on their computer but don't let you control the computer so annoying i'm not a control freak but in this moment i am because i'm like click click the click click there and they cannot seem to figure out how to get the mouse to move to the thing that i want over here no i said that thing right there click it click it please and then typing have you ever tried to tell someone how to put in in, in a web address and they're over the age of 65 dear god no i cannot even imagine that was a nice end. Thank you. I, all I'm picturing is someone like, you know, <laughs> it's it's the ones that... I have so much anxiety. It's when someone like, it's when it's someone on a keyboard and they do this, looking for the letter. <laughs> like, like... Oh, 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 we've got a K. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a K. Your topic for this week is when people post a photo or a reel on Instagram, share it to their stories, and then use a GIF that says new post and cover up the entire thing. Oh, okay. As a, content, as a full-time content creator, this really does grind my gears. Am I, let me know when, let me know when. It's brewing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm, all, I'm close to my prep. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and release. In all honesty, if the photo didn't do that well the first time or the video, it flopped. You're in your flop area. You need to move on. You need to grow from it. No one cares that it's on the story. They didn't want to see it the first time, let alone the second or the third time. New post. No one cares, mate. Move on with your life. No one really wants to engage with it. Let's be real. And not to mention, your engagement is going down. The analytics aren't matching up. You've got 1 million followers and you've got 10,000 likes. I mean, you've got a problem there. It's not a new post. It's a you problem, mate. So please move on. You had five seconds to spare. I know, but I was going in circles. I know I feel a lot better. Do what you? about you? I no. I feel like you look more <laughs> <laughs> you're more stressed after that segment. <laughs> our last segment for our show is underdogs, and this is when we highlight people in education who normally don't get the appreciation that they deserve. This week, we are highlighting <laughs> tech support and uh, the, the help desk at your school. Those, those people have gone through the ringer over the last three years trying, again, what my grind the gears was about, they live every single day. And I cannot even imagine having the patience to do that with children and with older veteran teachers who refuse to do anything new and with, in regards to technology. I just want to say bless them as well, because I know for a fact there's been so many times where students came to me with a tech support issue and I've tried oh. and I've reached the end of my rope and I'm like, I could probably help you with this if I spend five more minutes, but unfortunately my patience has left the building. Please go down to tech support. <laughs> So thank you so much, you know, especially when it is a student that we could use a little break from. It's always a massive bonus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely feel like tech support, uh, like quite often, whenever like things go wrong, it's always like, oh, this is a technical issue. Blame yeah. the tech support. Why didn't tech support do this? But it's like they really do work a lot. And yeah. it's like, you know, there's a lot of skill involved. And in especially that. like turning around everything into distance learning like they did a few years ago. That's amazing. So... 
thank you for what you guys do every single day for our schools to make sure that they're running in that cloud. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening, watching, however you consume this media. I don't care as long as you consume it in some way, shape or form. I hope you have the most amazing day, amazing week. Follow us on all socials. And if you don't, that's fine as well. See you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>